Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time, and let's grow stronger in our faith. Today, I want to give you a glimpse into the journey that brought me to the passionate pursuit of strong faith. The road was not an easy one, so I'll need your grace as I tell it. I've made all of the mistakes, all of them. And as I look around, it saddens me to see so many people making the same mistakes I did. I know where that road leads and it's nowhere good. So I decided I need to speak up and share what I've learned because I'm so grateful for the redeeming love of Jesus. I'm sharing my story and my remedy and hope that you will come to know a love such as his. Let's begin at the very beginning. I got married really young, at the age of 20 to be exact. I don't need to go into detail, except to say that it was harder than I thought it would be. I prayed and hoped for it to get better, but it never did. Two kids and 10 years later, I was angry at God for not answering my prayers. I thought that if he loved me, he would fix everything and make my life better. When he didn't, I rebelled and I took matters into my own hands. I mean, it started out innocently enough. I found friends that liked to have fun because I needed some fun in my life. I was battling depression and losing, and the fun helped the sadness disappear for a while. Then, before I knew it, I was drinking every afternoon to relax, shopping on the bad days to feel better, and covering up all the evidence that things weren't perfect. It snowballed rapidly. A year later, I was in the throes of an affair. As you can imagine, it was discovered, and it did not end well. I lost pretty much my whole world. Soon after that, I got divorced, and the few tattered threads of faith that I had left ripped completely to shreds. I turned my back on my faith, and I ran as fast and far in the other direction as I could. I chased everything that the world says will make you happy. Fame, fortune, beauty, parties, relationships, you name it. But it left me even more lonely and broken than I'd been before. Ironically, I hit rock bottom while on a vacation in the Grand Cayman Islands. Isn't that funny? I was in one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I was miserable and more alone than I'd ever been before. It took hitting rock bottom in paradise to help me realize that I was totally depraved and that nothing short of Jesus would fix me. I couldn't blame him for the new mess that was my life after the divorce. I'd made it a disaster all on my own. In fact, without him, I was way worse off than I had been before because I had no hope. What a humbling moment that realization was. I was a wreck, and I needed him to be the Lord of my life. It became as crystal clear as the teal ocean water that my time of running away from God was over. And for the first time since I had gotten divorced, I hit my knees and begged God to forgive me. I promised him that if he did, I would turn my life around and live it for him. Just 30 minutes later at dinner, A stranger invited me to go to church with him back home in Minnesota. I'm not even kidding. Don't let anybody ever tell you that God doesn't love the lost. He met me in my darkest hour when I least deserved it, and he offered me a second chance. His love and his grace is limitless and amazing, and I will be forever thankful. 
When I got home from vacation, I started attending a church, and I cried every Sunday as God's light and hope began to overcome the darkness inside me. The same person who invited me to church introduced me to his mom, and I was blessed with an amazing mentor and Christian counselor who met with me weekly and poured wisdom and truth into my parched, dry soul. I drank up every word. And one morning, she told me she had a word for me from 1 Corinthians 3. She said, Minta, you may be 32 years old, but you're a spiritual newborn. You can only handle milk and not solid food. You haven't done what you need to do in order to be mature in your faith. You need to spend time in God's word and in prayer in order to grow. As hard as that was to hear, it was the truth. I was a spiritual newborn, incapable of taking care of myself. I will never forget that moment and how it changed everything for me. For the first time in my life, I started to spend time daily in the Word and in prayer. As I studied and memorized and got on my knees, I was transformed. Little by little, I exchanged my old nature for my new nature in Christ, maybe truly for the first time ever. You see, when I was growing up, life was pretty good. I had success in school, sports, friends, even dating. Because of that, I didn't really need my faith to keep me going, so I didn't spend any time growing it stronger. I attended church, and I sang on the worship team, and I had Christian friends, so on the outside, it looked like I was doing all the right things. But there's just no shortcut when it comes to growing the deep roots of faith. I hadn't spent the time necessary in the Word and in prayer to develop my own relationship with God. I hadn't been transformed into His likeness on the inside. I was self-sufficient, and I was proud of it. So needless to say, I wasn't very humble. And when I faced my first big storm, which was my marriage falling apart— my faith uprooted. In Matthew 13, Jesus tells this parable about a farmer who scatters seeds. Some of the seeds fall in a path and the birds come and eat them. Some of the seeds fall on shallow, rocky soil and they can't grow deep roots and so they wilt and die. Some of the seeds fall on fertile soil and they produce a crop that is more bountiful than what was even planted. But in that story, I was the middle seed. My faith was shallow, so even though it had been planted, when the drought came, my faith quickly wilted and died. And if shallow roots cause spiritual death, then delving into the word and grasping its truth is the secret of growing deep roots for a lush and green spiritual life. I took my mentor's advice, and I couldn't believe the difference that being in the word and praying daily made. Everything in my life started to grow and bloom, and that is no exaggeration. I committed to doing a devotional time for an hour every morning, and God began to work in small ways, both in my heart and in my circumstances. I found freedom. I found healing. I literally had a new life. And with that new life came a desire to know and follow God's plan. My experience had humbled me enough that I knew I was done thinking that I knew best or wanted my own way. So I sought God's guidance through fasting, praise and worship, and he met me there in my desperate times of seeking him. He revealed to me, during my first fast, what he had for me, and it was a calling to chase after him in reckless abandon. He changed everything about how I thought. He changed my question about the future from, what am I supposed to be? To, what does God want me to do? And the answer to that question was to chase him. As much as I could, as far as I could go, as fast as I could, he wanted me to seek him above everything else. And that calling has guided my life for the last eight years. It's given me the desire to bring him glory more than anything else on earth, and it's made me willing to forsake anything to accomplish his will. 
He opens doors, and I will trust and walk through them no matter the cost. And in case you're wondering, Reckless Abandon has made me look a lot like a crazy Jesus lady. (laughs) And I'm totally okay with that. Almost seven years ago, I met and married my best friend, Ben. I only asked him one question before I knew he was the one. I said, are you willing to chase Jesus with reckless abandon with me? Would you be willing to give away everything we have if God asked us to? Would you be willing to move to the middle of Africa, to the middle of nowhere, if God asked us to be missionaries? Hey, I mean, it's not your typical fifth date question, but I'm not a typical girl. But you know what? He said yes to reckless abandon and to life with me. And that's been our motto ever since. I am so thankful for Ben. He's not only my best friend, but he has strong faith that doesn't waver. He's loving, compassionate, and kind. He serves our family. He serves his football teams. And he has a platform that speaks truth to the young men who need to hear it. And I'm going to actually have him on our next episode that is going to be called How Losing is Winning. And he's going to share a little bit more about what he does and the impact that he makes. Our journey in reckless abandon has been incredible, but outrageously difficult at the same time. We've seen God move in miraculous ways, but that does not mean it has been easy. The last six years have been filled with so much loss. We've lost babies, jobs, our health, money. We've even lost our community. There's just been so much loss. But this time, when life got hard, I didn't get angry or walk away from God. I didn't give in to my rebellion. This time, I had a formula. I had a framework, a spiritual workout, so to speak, for keeping my faith strong. My husband and I stayed committed to getting in the Word and being on our knees every morning. We started a fast together, and we did a time of praise and worship together, too, no matter what. 1 Timothy 4, 7-9 through 9 says, Train yourselves to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. And that's what we did. Through every single loss, we've prayed, we've read the Bible, we've fasted, we've thanked him, and we've trusted. We did a spiritual workout, and it made us strong enough to endure all of the loss that's come our way. It's made all the difference in the world, and I can't wait to see what he has for us next. My story speaks of a great and loving God, sovereign and majestic, compassionate and kind, one who loves unconditionally and supplies all the strength and power, and grace, and hope we need to navigate life in all of its loss. He is a God who is relentless in his pursuit of our hearts. And that's why I'm doing what I am doing. That's why I write and speak. That's why I'm doing this podcast and more, because I want everyone to know God's love. And that's why I'm a warrior against weak faith. I'm determined to use my mistakes for God's glory. About a year ago, I felt a nudge to write. I had no idea what I was supposed to write about, but in the spirit of reckless abandon, I started to study the word for an hour a day and journal my thoughts. It turned into this bi-weekly blog that is all about the intersection of God's truth in real life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. God has asked me to be transparent with my life so that I can show his power at work in me. It's humbling, but it's worth it. My name, Aminta, means likes to make spiritual things practical, and I do. My writing contains practical, applicable, and tangible next steps for walking forward in the faith journey. I want to encourage others to go beyond learning about faith into implementing it, one practical step at a time. And that's what this podcast will focus on, too. Practical ways to grow in faith. Thank you so much for listening to this pilot episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. 
Living according to God's truth is never easy, but it's worth it. So let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time when my husband, Ben, will be here to discuss how losing is winning. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the Mint Podcast so that you don't miss an episode. I love hearing from you. So please feel free to comment on my site, send a prayer request or a follow-up question, and I'll get back to you. My site is full of resources that are practical and useful. Mint Podcasts are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that's insanely focused on loving God and loving others. Ram is passionate about helping to eliminate hunger and homelessness among youth, and we invite you to join us in giving this crazy love away to the people who need it most. Information and opportunities are available at amintageisler.com.